the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Uh, Let's go to Anonymous, who's in Forestville, Maryland. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Hello, Dr. Anderson. What are you thinking? Yes. Well, I have one for you. Okay. I'd like to know your biblical thought about this. Um, The other day, a friend of mine, Christian sister, I'm a born-again Christian Mm -hmm. for quite some time, and she texted me in a group chat, a group text, saying she was selling some hemp oil for pain. And I became a little bothered by that. That she was what? I'm just really selling some hemp oil, like, you know, the oh, hemp oil for hemp marijuana. Oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was very offended by it. And, you know, I asked her to remove me. But anyway, mm-hmm. I am getting just a little fed up with the whole marijuana thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people just going crazy about it, eating the product, smoking it, selling it. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really like at my top with it. I'm like, should Christians really be doing this, selling it, eating it, taking the product, smoking the product? Gotcha. I'm well, not with it. I'm yeah. not for it. Well, you're allowed to. You're allowed to have your opinion on it uh, when it comes to anything regarding health, and if it's legal, yeah. What, then, is, what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are if it's legal and somebody wants to use it for health reasons, I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, it may not be something I I would encourage. But again, it's like people using essential oils. They're using peppermint and and eucalyptus, and and I mean, people are doing things for their health that they like. I mean, I get I'm a black man, so I get scratches. I'm I'm getting cocoa butter all over that thing. But everybody has a different, <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, everybody has a different view. I don't think I don't think you have to be too uh, worried about it now. If it's a teenager who's just getting high, if it's uh, someone who's smoking it for recreational purposes, I don't necessarily like that because I don't think you should be altering yourself to such a degree that you that becomes your normal and you almost need it in order to survive. I think that that's a problem. And anything where you can get addicted, you have to have enough maturity to use it in moderation. And it doesn't matter whether it's uh, drinking alcohol or eating chocolate. The reality is some people go overboard because they have an addictive personality. And so I think that's where we have to stay away from it. But if, if one of your girlfriends is just using a little hemp oil and it's helping her with her pain, don't even get all sideways about it. It's not a big deal. But if she's buying pounds, yeah, get by that but if she's buying pounds of it and every time you see her, she's hungry and her, her, yeah. her, her mouth is dry and her eyes are red. <laughs> now you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? 
why we got a problem. Why? Right? Yeah. And I and I I know the all is at the base, but I'm thinking. Yeah. I think Christians, a lot of Christians, and not being judgmental, but yeah. I'm like you. If you're getting overboard, you're addicted to it. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. We should be trusting God for our healing. Yeah, you're That's right. It. Thank you. You're, you're right. Always a good answer. Thanks for hanging with me. That's Forestville, Maryland, showing up today. Let's go to Ellicott City and talk to Samantha, who's on the line. Hello, Samantha. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Uh, doing very good. I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking? So it's funny that we're talking about race right now because I just had an experience that I'm kind of like still even speechless about it, and it actually happened within the last few hours, and I wanted to share it with you mm. um, because I'm just speechless. So I'm in Walmart, and um, there's a older couple, white older couple, getting bacon. And mm-hmm. so I'm waiting behind them until they finish so then I can go up to the line okay. and get some, or the, the freezer and get some. And as the guy's backing up, I back up more so he can come out. And he turns around, and he says, go home. And I thought to myself, did he just say that? Mm. So I said, excuse me? And he says, go home. What do you think and he I meant said, by that? Where exactly is that, sir? Huh. Say it again. I said, what do you think he meant by that? I don't know, which is why I said, what is, you know, where exactly is that, sir, is what I said to him. Hmm. And he says, oh, you don't know where you're from? I said, yes, I know where I'm from. I'm from America. Hmm. And he just, you know, and I guess because I got loud and because I was irritated, then the people around me kind of like stopped also and, you know, just kind of like, Pat me in my back, and they said, it's okay, it's okay. You know, he's just ignorant. He's just ignorant. Mm. But I was just completely speechless because I thought to myself, really? Huh. That is so sad. So do you think that he noticed that you were a different, like, uh, are you a darker woman, or are you you from a different uh, place? I mean, you said you're American. Did you immigrate over here or what? No, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm from Puerto Rico. Okay, well, Puerto Rico is a part um, of, is America, and so do, um, yeah. Huh, so do you think he looked at you and said she must be Hispanic, so she's Mexican, or or she's not a part of this country? Is that what you're thinking? I, I don't know. I really don't know what he was thinking. I don't know where, and, and that, that's why I asked him where exactly is that, huh. because of the fact that I don't know what he thought I was. That's terrible. But he didn't answer. He couldn't even say. He just said, don't you know where you're from? Now, what triggered this? Were you oh. speaking Spanish to somebody, or were you speaking Spanish on the phone? Or, like, I'm just wondering, what would, trigger, what would trigger this man to say to a stranger, go home? I have no clue. I was standing there quietly. I was just looking at the bacon like he was looking at the bacon. Wow. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I was in his, I don't know if I was in his way, if he felt. I don't know what he felt. I have wow. no clue. I have no clue. But and you said his wife it, was with him? Me, yes. And yes. What, did, what did she say? And then after they walked away, they were bickering at each other. I don't know. Oh, maybe and she no, was mad at him. At maybe she was mad no, at him. No, she didn't seem She didn't seem mad at him. She oh. seemed, you know, disturbed by me also. Wow. Well, I'm really, really sorry that you even had to experience that. That's terrible. I think we're living in a time now where people just feel emboldened to say things that are so disrespectful and and racially charged. And the fact that basically you experienced racism as a Hispanic woman where somebody would just say to you, go home, where your home is here 
in America. Uh, and so I'm really, really sorry you had to experience that. So ho- hopefully uh, you're okay and, and you understand what a lot of people go through. Is this like the first time something like this has happened to you? Yes. And- very, um, yes, it's the very first time that I've actually experienced it or even seen it like so close, you know? And how- I hear it, I see it on... TV. On social media mm-hmm. and things like that, and I believe it does happen because yeah. I know that there's people out there that have really cold hearts. But it's never happened to you I, before. You know, like, no, no, no. You know, and then I have other Puerto Rican friends that has happened to and things like that. And my mm-hmm. mother, um, you know, growing up, people would make fun of her because she had a strong accent because mm-hmm. she didn't learn English until after she was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So she has a strong accent, but it's it's just. It makes me sad because let's just say that I was a Puerto Rican who lost my home back in Puerto Rico because of the, you know, the tornado and things of the hurricanes. Exactly. So what, I can't come here now? I mean, I can't come to the United States and and I have to stay in Puerto Rico? Is that what they're saying? Well, and think about if you were... Even if I was from another country. Well, and think about... Exactly. How if you were from another country? How if you immigrated, got your papers legally, like my wife have darker skin, came from Korea, got her, her papers. I mean, I was there when she raised her hand and became a citizen at, um, I think she was 19 or 20, something like that. And, and But for somebody then to say to her, go home, I can only imagine what that would feel like. And uh, how old are you, or what is the age range you're in now? I'll be 50 in March. Okay, so think about this. You've had that first experience uh, as a almost 50-year-old woman. Can you imagine then someone with darker skin, maybe a, a, a black boy or a black girl or or a deeply dark Hispanic uh, Mexican or something who is 15, 16, and they hear this kind of stuff, and, all, and now, now they're 40, and they've had 25 of these experiences. Can you imagine how that would either hurt their heart or anger their mind? Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, it really... It did both to me. It did both. I mean, it, and it was kind of like, it. I mean, I had so many different emotions. I actually really, I, I felt sick to my stomach. My heart was really, really heavy. Mm. Um, I was angry for a minute. I started crying for another minute. Mm. It, it was just like, it took me a moment to get myself back together again. Yeah, So wow. I can't imagine that constantly happening to you all the time. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord, it, there was no physical violence. Thankfully, just a crotchety old man. But uh, thank God, it, you know, had he had a badge and some authority, you throw that on top of it and what that power dynamic looks like. So I thank God that it was, even though it was a negative experience, it was a safe one. You're safe. And I just pray that you have forgiveness in your heart and you don't let this mar you, but you will let it uh, at least teach you as you continue to be a bridge builder to help other people deal with it, okay? Definitely. Thank you, sir. Blessings to you. Let's go to Washington, D.C. Andrew's been holding for a while, so I want to get to him. Hi, Andrew. It's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Dr. Anderson, Andrew, first-time caller, and I am alive and grateful. <laughs> well, thank you. And guess what? That's my middle name, David Andrew Anderson. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. I know now. That's a good name, brother. It's a good name. <laughs> And, you know, every, usually when Andrew is mentioned, he's bringing someone to Jesus. Isn't he, though? Come on, man. Don't don't start preaching now. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me stop. So here's my question. Okay. Now, now this is a doozy. Okay. Um, 
there's somewhere in Scripture, I'm not exactly sure, but it says that, like, God is not man or son of man, he should repent. Mm-hmm. But there's a Scripture in Exodus 32, mm-hmm. chapter 32. He's talking to Moses, and, and God is, like, fed up. He's like, Moses, I'm going to wipe them all out. These people are stiff-necked. And God basically, I mean, Moses basically says, oh, God, I can't let you do that. Mm. Remember the covenant you made Mm -hmm. with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? Mm -hmm. And then Moses says, repent, Lord, Mm. of this evil that you plan. And so, you know, verse 14 says, and the Lord repented of the evil. Some other version says relented, Mm -hmm. but I'm a Mm -hmm. King James man. And it's repent. Please, Dr. Anson, share some light on this. Well, relented is better than repented. The King James is is using that term, uh, repent meaning to turn away. Relent basically means the Lord decided to have mercy because Moses was seeking his favor. In fact, earlier in that same passage in verse 11, it says, but Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God. And so I think okay. that he was seeking God's favor, and God says, you know what? I do remember my covenant. I'm going to have favor on you. Remember, favor is grace that you don't deserve. So he basically held, yeah, favor, yeah. he basically held back his judgment. That's really mercy. Relenting is about mercy, holding back judgment. That's what God did. So the next time you get in trouble and you say, Lord, please be merciful with me, and then the Lord says, Okay, Andrew, I'm going to have mercy on you this time. All you can do is say, thank you, Lord, for relenting. That's what that means. <laughs> so actually, in this case, relenting is, is a better word than repenting. Yeah, because it's about mercy. God's not repenting from sin. I did something wrong, so I'm turning, All right, which is the way the right. King James is using it. But really, it's about God is now withholding his judgment and has decided not to hurt when he could have hurt it. Mm-hmm. Repentance you know is a, repentance is about doing saying I'm sorry for doing something wrong. Uh, God didn't do nothing wrong. God was about to do something really right, right but because of the favor, it says in verse 11, because of, he's a merciful favor favoring God. Uh, thank God, because all of us, because of God's mercy, are not going to get what we should get. But because God has relented, you and I are not going to hell. Amen. <laughs> wow, you know, Doctor Anderson, you are awesome. Oh, my gosh. Uh, God is, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm a first-time caller, but I hope you'll let me call you again. You better. I'm going to be mad at you, okay? <laughs> God bless All you. Right. Have a blessed night. Thanks. You too. Let's go to Jim in Manassas, Virginia. Hey, Jim, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you doing today? Hey, once again, I'm alive and grateful, Dr. Anderson. <laughs> and I just like to manage just so much out that I heard today. And it's great. Um, and like you said before, we're all family. Mm. And I, pray, I thank you. God for my real family. I thank God every day for the spiritual family, yeah. all the believers out there. I, I thank Him for letting, allowing me to be His loyal and faithful servant mm-hmm. to go out and spread the word and and to, to advance His kingdom. Yeah. One of the things that was on my mind is I'd like to be thankful for the Bible teaching preachers like yourself that come out that God uses to, to, to learn us, to give us wisdom uh. and knowledge, and just to, to continue to. to Spread his love mm. and, and, and word to everybody that we encounter. I, love I mean, it. I put on the armor of God every single day, getting it. the uh, girdle of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, mm. helmet of salvation, the shoes mm. of peace, shield, and the sword of the spirit, his mm-hmm. word. I love and it. I'm just so grateful that to be able to do that. Thank you. Lot, and, and he allowed us to, be, to do that for him. Thank, thank you, Jim. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you from no Manassas, Virginia. I appreciate you, Jim. We're going to go now to Daryl, who's on the line in Orange County, Virginia. Hi, Daryl. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm doing fine, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for calling. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for your radio station. Uh, you've been praying for me for many years. I would like you to pray for me today. Uh, I'm a pastor now, mm. and I uh, pastor a church, and I'm really thankful that God gave me a second chance. You mm. know, when I ran from him, I'm like Jonah, mm. and almost died in my sin, and God gave me a second chance in the ministry. And I'm thankful for your ministry. Mm. And I would like you to pray that God would help my church grow. Mm. Wow. What a privilege to pray for another pastor. I know your church will grow with that heart of authenticity that you have. And uh, Lord Jesus, right now with our brother, Pastor Daryl in Orange County, Virginia, we pray, God, that you would not only grow his church, but you'd grow his his mind and his heart and his strategies so that more people will come in and worship you. Thank you for the second chance that you've given him and that you've given all of us. Thank you for the grace in our lives. And may that grace come out in his preaching and his teaching and his shepherding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. May God bless you. Daryl, Pastor Pastor Daryl, what's the name of your church? I want to give a shout-out to your church. It's Franconia Church. Franconia Church. Okay, and that's in Orange County? No, that's in um, Franconia, uh, Virginia. Okay, there you have it, friends. On Bueller Street. If you're in that area on Bueller Street, Franconia, Virginia, check out Pastor Daryl's church. God bless you, Pastor. I'm going to keep moving. I want to talk now to Gregory in Laurel, Maryland, who's been holding on. Hi, Gregory. Thanks for holding. What are you thankful to God for? Sure. I'm thankful for your ministry through this radio, reaching thousands and millions of people. Mm. But I'm most thankful for um, the Lord healing me of cancer, not once, but twice. The Mm. first time through radiation, chemo, and surgical implants. That was 12 years ago. Mm. And then two years later, I was healed of cancer through prayer and anointing, only just Mm. following the scriptures of James chapter 5. Oh, wow. And I'm so thankful for my wife, Minerva, who Mm. ministered to me, was there with me through the entire ordeal. Wow. And now we have a prayer and healing ministry as well. So I'd ask for your blessing over that. Yeah. And I ask for your prayers for both of us for mm. healing. She has a, a nerve a problem with her leg and has a pinched nerve there. Oh. And I actually have a herniated disc in my middle spine. But, you know, we're thankful. But, you know, I don't wake up complaining because yeah. the Lord spared our lives. And, he, and I'm just thankful that, you know, he's given me 12 more years to minister to other amen. people as well. Well, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Thank you, Gregory. And, Lord, I lift up uh, Gregory, his family. Thank you for the healing you've already done in his life and the healing that you are going to do for him, his wife, and his family. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, brother. And sheep up the ministry. You do a powerful work. And, you you know, the Lord says, you know, when we lift up his name, other peoples are drawn to him as well. Thank you so much. God bless you. Let's go over to Forestville, Maryland, and talk to Crystal, who's on the line. Hi, Crystal. Thanks for waiting. How are you? 
I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thankful for? Sure. I'm thankful for so many things. Um, hey, turn your radio down I'm so we don't hear an echo. For, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. I'm sorry. There you go. No problem. No problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for my family, for God keeping my family. Hmm. And I'm thankful for my parents. I am almost 54 years old, and hmm. both of my parents are still alive. Praise the Lord. My in-laws are still alive, and they're and they're close to 90 and 85. Mm. So I have both my in-laws and my parents. Wow. I'm grateful for that. Wow. And I'm also grateful for a God that answers prayer. Mm. Um, just a, a quick testimony. If you need God to do something within your life, within yourself personally, I pray for God to change my heart about something. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did it. <laughs> and I, I'm, he did it. And, wow. I'm, and I'm grateful for that. And so if, wow. if somebody is struggling with something or they need him to just do something special, not to get into your business, yeah. or you know, hmm. ask God hmm. to change your heart. And Answer he'll do it. Prayer. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Wow. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's, well, there's prayer. a testimony that, you know, I prayed and God answered me. He heard my cry. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Thank exactly. you, thank you, Miss uh, Miss Crystal from Forestville. May the Lord be with you. Ashley's in Columbia, Maryland. Let's go there. Hi, Ashley. It's Doctor Anderson. How are you? Hi, Pastor Anderson. Um, yes, I have the honor of attending and being a partner of Bridgeway, ah. and I just wanted to take. <laughs> oh awesome. no. Um, I I wanted to truly take a moment and just pause and say thank you from the bottom of my heart for creating a culture of love, a culture Mm. of multiculturalism, a culture of community within the body of Christ that you lead. Mm. I don't know uh, if you understand what an impact you make, Mm. but truly thank you for what you do and um, and for allowing me to be a small part of it. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. That's so kind. One of my own uh, folk thanking me for the culture. You know, I'm just so grateful that you're a part of it. You have to you have to come up to me uh, on Sunday, give me a hug, and let me know that that this is you, that you're Ashley, and I can put the face and the name together because it's always good as a pastor to hear from one of your people that that things are actually working well for you. So thanks for saying that, Ashley. You're most welcome. Let's go to Baltimore, Maryland, and talk to Stephen, who's on the line. Hi, Stephen. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I've been wanting to call your program for the longest and uh, just felt led to come and, and talk today. So, so thank glad. you for having me. My pleasure. Just a couple minutes left, but I really wanted to hear from you. What are you thinking, my friend? Uh, what I'm thinking is this. I'm going to hit it. Uh, pretty quickly here. So I'm a black man who lived in a state that's notoriously uh, racist, small town backwoods. I was married to a woman who had rage issues. And our stress is that um, I'm from inner city LA and born and raised. And I fly when I, when I find stress, she fights when she finds stress. Those two did not go well together. And Mm. it wound up where, um, she did certain things and to protect her, she did certain things, and I wound up having to call the police on her mm. uh, based on she admitted that she was trying to get me to hit her mm. so she can call the police on me and have me arrested. Mm. And in that town, no one would even know that I left because you just go away. So the, the tension is that when you have racial misunderstanding between couples, mm. what do you do when 
it just winds up where that person, she actually filed for a divorce. Hmm. Um, and there's, I, I'm praying like, Lord, after 10 counselors, do I say thank you for filing for divorce and now I'm finally done? Mm. Do I say, Lord, you hate divorce, so I should continue to try to find a way here? Mm. Do I, like, like? and there's a stepchild that's involved, her, her child, but he was yeah. like a son to me, a true son. Sure. And sure. I want to be able to provide for him. It's just, what do you do when you're released from, yeah. from uh, impasse? Yeah. So she's a white woman? Yes, she is. Okay. Italian. Okay, so so yeah, you, so you got some racial issues going on here, but you got some relational issues going on here that are even stronger. Um, do you feel like there's any hope left with regard to building the relationship? With, if you have some forgiveness, some reconciliation, some counseling, do you actually feel like uh, there's some light left, or or no? Um, we went to ten counselors. Believing that there was light there uh, after about six months apart, it's still the continual fighting. So at this point, it seems like there's no uh, reconciliation. And do you have a pastor right now? Um, I left town, so I do not have a pastor at this time. Because what I would want you to do, Stephen, because I don't know you. Uh, but as a pastor, I'd want you to sit with a pastor, not just a counselor, but a pastor, and talk through this and pray through this to find out what is God saying to you about this? Because you have a very, very important decision to make. Do I accept this or do I try again or do I have a time of prayer and fasting? What What is God saying spiritually here? And so I would want you to sit down with a pastor to really think this through and talk this through. Would you be committed to thinking through that? Absolutely. That's my counsel to you, my friend, only because I know that what you need more than anything else is not a technique, not just another psychological counselor. You need the man of God or the woman of God to really help you find out what is God saying to Stephen in this, okay? You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon or at our Owings Mills Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.